I'm Scott Thompson filling in for the vacationing Kelly Katrera. Joining us now is Andrea Horvath, leader of the NDP. We, we should also say that uh, we invited uh, all of the three major party candidates to come on the show uh, this week. Andrea Horvath is the first one to respond, and she is with us now. Andrea Horvath, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this today. My pleasure, Scott. My pleasure. Andrea, your reaction to the polls. Uh, your party is moving into first place. Your thoughts on this and, and to voters moving forward. Are you peaking too early? Uh, Well, for me, it's not really about that. It's more about uh, having the opportunity over these last two weeks to um, uh, continue to show Ontarians that they can make a choice uh, that's going to help them uh, have a better life here. I mean, I I think folks are tired of Liberal and Conservative governments after over 20 years of which have left people still struggling, even though they're, you know, doing everything right. A lot of Ontarians that I've talked to, uh, Andrea, have said that uh, Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals have taken the party too far to the left. What do you say to them? Why would they vote for MDP, for the NDP, if they think that Premier Wynne has taken the Liberals too far to the left? Well, I mean, I think most people don't even think in terms of uh, left, right and centre. But what people have told me that they're disappointed about with Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals is they, uh, they for, for many, on many occasions, uh, seem to be doing things more for the purposes of, uh, of the polls favouring the Liberals and Kathleen Wynne's popularity and, and getting a good headline instead of actually taking care of the fact that we have hallway medicine now, thanks to Kathleen Wynne. They've, they've sold off Hydro One and our bill keep going through the roof uh, when it comes to our electricity system. Uh, these are the things that people are unhappy about and, um, and my message is that you don't have to you don't have to settle for that anymore. You can actually have change that makes uh, makes life better, not harder. If Ontarians can't afford a liberal government, how can we afford an NDP government, Andrea? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not sure I agree with uh, with uh, the whether it's about affording uh, one government or another. What it's supposed to be about is making sure that that people can build a good life in our province. And I've talked to way too many people who are losing hope, uh, who are losing hope not only uh, for themselves but but for for their kids and for the next generation. And you know what? We are a province of great prosperity, and that's why our plan says that that prosperity needs to be shared a little bit more evenly. And that's why we're asking the richest Ontarians and the richest corporations uh, to help us make sure that uh, people can get their prescription drugs filled and, and, and people can uh, can get the dental care that they need. And we can make sure that folks aren't lined up in hospitals on, on stretchers waiting uh, for days on end uh, to get the kind of quality of care that they deserve. Andrea, I, I don't know anybody that wouldn't want all of that. But but again, if we can't pay for it under win, how can we pay for it under you? Well, the difference is I'm actually prepared to tax the wealthiest and the wealthiest corporations to help pay for that. Ms. Wynne didn't want to uh, didn't want to ask her wealthy friends to bone up the money. And you know what? Mr. Ford is going to give his wealthy friends almost two thousand dollars a year in tax breaks, while everyday families earning forty nine forty nine thousand dollars or less are going to get 18 bucks a year in tax breaks. That's not going to help you uh, fill a prescription or take your kids to the dentist. So who will see their taxes raised? I mean, you, you know, it's easy to say. I can tell you, yeah, I can tell you exactly. Yeah, people who are earning over $220,000, that's as an individual, so not family income. Uh, individuals with a salary over 220000 will see their uh, their taxes go up by uh, by one point. And if you're earning over $300,000 as an individual annually, your taxes will go up another point beyond that. So for those who are making, say, 50 or 75 or 100K, they're not going to see their taxes go up? Nope. Uh, Middle class and uh, low-income families are not 
uh, going to see any increases in the taxes. In fact, they're going to see improvements to their life uh, because they're going to be able to get child care, for example, that they can afford. And they're going to be able to get uh, dental care uh, no matter where you work. I mean, these are improvements that are a long time coming and will help uh, help people to afford a better life. And this revenue, Andrea, is coming in simply by taxing big business more and taxing the extreme rich. Uh, as well as uh, we have a luxury tax on um, on cars, for example. So cars over ninety thousand will have an extra tax. Um, we will have a we'll have a, a change in the way that we tax tobacco, uh, so that it's uh, it's going to be. But it's something that Don Drummond actually recommended a while back. It's going to be a, a little bit of a change there. It won't affect. It won't impact the cost of a pack of cigarettes, but the higher volume sales of uh, of tobacco will be uh, taxed differently. So again, most of the, pretty much everything that we're doing uh, is saying everyday families need a break. Uh, they need a government that actually is focused on uh, on policies that make life easier, hope for the future, uh, as opposed to, you know, what we've had for a couple of decades, which is liberal and conservative governments that don't seem to, you know, make life any better for, for everyday folks. People are scared that they that you don't know how to pay for this. People are scared that, that this is a long grocery list and, and no end to paying for this. Uh, what about fear of the old NDP, those that say you're not experienced? Even those that say that some of your candidates are radical. I mean, I've heard the news, uh, heard the word radical being used to describe your party. How do you answer all of that? Well, you know what? Uh, I think people have uh, decided that they want to see some change, and what we're offering is change for the better. What we're offering is change that actually addresses people's lives, and our, our candidates reflect. Uh, Ontario as a whole. We have 56% women candidates. We have candidates from every ethno-cultural and uh, religious background. We have, uh, you know, people who uh, who have all kinds of different life experiences, all kinds of different occupations. And this is not 1990. And this is 2018. I'm not Bob Ray, that's for certain. Um, and so, you know, this, this really is a, an opportunity to do things completely differently uh, and not just settle for bad or worse, not just settle for win or forward. Uh, the Liberals have accused you of errors in your uh, the costing of your election platform, saying that uh, as a result of this, you'll have to cut funding to major transit projects. What about the errors in the costing of the election uh, platform. Uh, obviously, fiscal responsibility is something that's that's of, of concern to Ontarians. <laughs> well, first of all, I think it's pretty rich for Kathleen Wynne to be pointing at anybody else's numbers. Uh, but look, there was definitely a, a problem that we had. Uh, we fixed that uh, that one problem uh, with the uh, with a particular uh, uh, contingency fund. Uh, and and you know what? I think people deserve a leader and a premier, frankly, who's prepared to admit when she made a mistake and simply fix the mistake and move on, which is what we've done. Oh. Uh, we, instead of instead of that, with Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals, with the Auditor General and arguments with the Financial Accountability Officer and spinning, 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 instead of just being up front and saying a mistake was made, fixed it, and, and it's important to be honest with people. All right, one last question, Andrea. I know you got to run. How will the Sanctuary Province Plan work? How, how do you plan to cost this? Well, this is something that, again, is being, um, you know, blown up by other parties. It's pretty simple. If someone shows up to an emergency room, they get treatment. 
that's all it is. Uh, right now, a number of different things could happen. You could get treatment. Uh, you could be uh, sent away without treatment because you, you don't have, uh, you know, a, a, any status. Or uh, you could be given treatment and sent a bill, which you'll probably never be able to afford to pay. What we're saying is somebody hits an emergency ward when they're, and they're bleeding out, uh, we're going to make sure that they get treatment. It's the humanitarian thing to do. It's, it speaks to our values as a province. Um, and that's, that's, that's as easy and simple as it is. Andrea Horvath has been with us, leader of the NDP, and of course, uh, trying for your vote for Premier come June 11th. Andrea, thanks, or sorry, June 7th. Andrea, thanks so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. My pleasure as always, Scott. Take care.